Every day I'm spoilering. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler season. With us. <laughs> New cards! <laughs> Welcome to Spoiler Season Episode 4 uh, for Guilds of Ravnica. Ravnica. Before we start, we want to thank our sponsors. Sponsors. Thanks to Flipside Gaming for their support. Uh, you can find it at flipsidegaming.com. Great selection of cards and articles. Uh, I actually write for them. Check it out. Mm. And uh, Sounds to, like shameless self-promotion I mean, to me. Self and, I mean, you know, it's for and, them. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. Gets, them, gets them money. Uh and thanks to New England Comics, uh, who you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. Great place in Boston to play pre-releases, FNMs, uh, pre-releases all your up. card needs. Even their very first PPTQ coming up if you play modern. That's right. That's right. And Consider. who doesn't play modern these days? Great for A lot, a lot of format. people. That's it's true. gotten more expensive recently. But that is not what we're focusing on. increase in price in 2018. Yeah. So we are going to look at some cards because that's uh, apparently what people come here for. So our first <laughs> card of the day, Katie, it's one I'm pretty happy with. Disdainful Stroke is back. Uh, for those of you who weren't around during Khan's block, Disdainful Stroke or is... Or don't play Modern. Or don't play Modern, that's right. Or, like, don't play either Blue-White Control or an Eldrazi deck. Or against those decks with right. cards they want to counter. Well, Anyways. I think, like, because you only really bring in... Like, Stroke is mostly for, like, Tron, Eldrazi... Like, that's mostly it right I, I guess like you also for the control mirror you would bring it in but anyways this sample stroke is blue one instant counter target spell with converted mana cost four or greater uh this is a card that i like a lot because it is in the same kind of line of cards as negate and essence scatter where it's a counter spell that is narrow um I, it's good like don't i'm not it, it's very yeah. it's a very good card narrow but is generous you're not you're you'd much rather have essence scatter than disdainful stroke when you're playing against a red aggro deck oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so again based on the metagame you have this nice set of dishes right you're at like a a, a buffet as riley knight would say i was gonna say you're at you a buffet a riley knight here i'm really tired so i'm gonna just kind of go off here <laughs> So you have a buffet, right? And you have mm. all of these different counter spells that you can pick up, munch on, and make your opponent cry with. So oh. uh, you depending on what the metagame is, like maybe right now, like it's, I don't know, it's in the fall. And in the fall or the winter, no one eats sushi in the winter, right? I don't eat sushi, so I don't know when people eat sushi. <laughs> I, I assume that it's a summer thing. So no one eats sushi in the winter. So like you're not going to bring in your machine gun that kills sushi, right? You're not going to run any copies of those in your plate 75. So instead, you're going to run like Negate because in the winter, everyone's eating that hot chocolate and Negate kills the hot John. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, I mean, I only know what you're saying because I knew what you intended to say, but what yeah. you said made very, very little sense. Basically, like, you know, in this metagame, people were running three S and scatter, one negate in the main. Um, in the next metagame, maybe that'll change. And it's nice to have a large number of options. And I like that they're going kind of in this direction with counter spells and making you kind of pick and choose rather than just giving you, like, strong catch-all answers. Of course... I say this in the same set that has Assassin's Trophy in it, which is probably one of the strongest catch-all answers we've had in Standard ever. Yeah, but um, it's not in blue. Yeah, it's not a counterspell, right? And it actually does feel different, for especially for newer players. It actually feels worse to have your spell be countered than it does to be able to play it and then have it killed. Yeah. Um, even though experienced players are like, why? It's the same thing. Uh, for uh, me, it's a feeling thing. Not if you need to be. Uh, that's true. I that's say true. to you. True. Okay. Uh, next card. I'm also going to take this one, Katie, because... Yeah. So this is expansion 
and explosion. Okay. Whoa. <clears throat> it might expand as it's exploding. One thing I'm just going to throw out here, point out here, is yeah. uh, the art on all these like rare split cards for the guilds. Uh, the guild leader is on the right, and the guild uh, like champion or whatever is on the left. Did you flip that? No. Because so this art has Niv Mizzet on the left and Ral That's on the, the champion? right. Well, what the is it? Ral has kind of because <gasps> Niv kind of was like, "Yo, Ral, you can be my viceroy," and then Ral kind of because Ral's really working for Bolas, right? Ral, no. So that's why. So Niv in the third set probably Niv Mizzet is gonna help. The guild, the Gatewatch, um, mm. maybe even earlier than that. But Ral is uh, like has led the is it down a dark path, Katie? Oh. Dark path. Okay, so it's not reversed. Terrible. All right, so tell so us about So expansion this is hybrid blue red, hybrid blue red, instant copy target, instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost four or less. You may choose new targets for the copy. And explosion is red red blue blue X explosion instant. Explosion deals X damage to any target. Target player draws X cards. Boom, we got the Red Sphinx's Rev. So is the Red Blue Spells deck now a thing? No. Oh, um, oh I shouldn't say, I shouldn't be We so have quick. this, we have the Red Blue Counter Spell. Right, so like, I'm just, a couple things. One, to answer your question first, Red Blue Spells. Most iterations of Red Blue Spells that I've seen, or I've seen people lose with, uh, <laughs> are cheap. Right? You're running a flurry of instants and sorcery spells. Flurry. I have a hard time believing you're ever going to play a, oh, what's at minimum, a, like a six mana or seven mm. mana spell in that blue-red spell set. Yes, okay. yes. This is, feels much more like a blue-red X control card. Just right sky. Now, it does call back to one of the most powerful control cards ever printed in standard. The one, the only, <laughs> Sphinx's Revelation. Wow. Now, Sphinx's Revelation was one less mana for... Here. Thank you. One fewer mana? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's it's never the wrong time. It's never the wrong time to make sure we correct grammar. It's really important. You learn it for a reason, kids. Okay? So you don't make a fool of yourself on international podcasts. Uh, so, anyways. This is one more mana. Okay? Second. Uh, Sphinx and Revelation gained you life. A lot of life sometimes. And that mm. helps control decks to stabilize. Yes. This does that differently. Mm. This is... I, yeah, I know you're a little... I see you. Skeptical. So think about it like this. Okay. You're at four life. Your opponent has a... I don't know. Three three on board. Okay. Because we're playing standard and three threes are everywhere. So uh, at least in the, the new standard format, everyone's on three three. Just pretend. Just sure, pretend. sure. So there's a three okay. three. Now, I can Sphinx's Rev for three, okay? And that will gain me three life and draw me three cards. And then, suppose I whiff on my answers, and my opponent then hits me twice with it, and I take six. Or, I can Explosion for three, kill it, and I've essentially gained six life instead of three life, while still drawing three cards, mm. right? Explosion, one more mana, of course. So, I'm just saying, it's, it's like, it does something, it, it's going to kill something. And okay. also... This is better against Planeswalkers than Sphinx's Rev is. And sure. also, this card is really good in Control Mirrors. Um, and, like, the last thing, and the Control Mirror thing goes into this, is Sphinx's Rev always did one thing. It was Sphinx's Rev. This card has another card staple onto it, which is Expansion. Expansion, we've seen this effect a whole bunch in blue and red and stuff. And the effect is never very good, never really gets played. This even comes with the restriction of CMC 4 or less. Uh, but... 
because we know that, uh, or we can, we're kind of going off the assumption that Explosion is a control card. Expansion in a control mirror is super strong. Um, you're never gonna run it like in the main board, but like it's just a free upside to Explosion, where your opponent's like, and you're having a counter war, and then you're like, ah, Expansion. Now your counter spell is countering your own spell. Like, boom, I win the counter war. It's a basically blue-blue or blue-red or red-red counter spell. Uh, or you can go like, your opponent's like, ooh, let me do some insight from my chemister. And you're like, ah, count me, me in. Blue-blue, yeah. I'll draw I'll draw two yeah, cards as well. Yeah, it's nice that you don't have to copy your own spells. Right, 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 right. So. Um, additionally, this can act as a finisher, eh, but like... Um, you know, I don't think how often that's going to happen, but uh, you can shoot your opponent. You can shoot Planeswalkers, I think, is the, the more relevant bit. Um, and it's just a really, you know, powerful draw a bunch of cards spell. Um, we have to see how control, turl, how control decks shape up, uh, whether they are going to want this. Because we had Pull from Tomorrow in Standard, which is different than Sphinx's Rev. It doesn't gain you the life. It's only a card spell, but it's a very powerful card. Mm -hmm. But control decks, because of Gear Hulk, were mm -hmm. more interested in four mana instants, right? Um, so we'll see what kind of shell it takes on. Maybe the shell just becomes completely warped around to Fury, and then, like, this card is just too slow because you're already running too many fives. And I don't know. I, 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 I don't think this is, like, necessarily a four of in every blue-red uh, blue deck, like, Sphinx's Rev was in blue-white, uh, but it's a really strong card. It has a lot of upside. It's different from Sphinx's Rev, so it merits test. It's, it definitely merits testing, um, and I, I'm excited to, to try this card out in, in standard. Okay. Strong, strong praise. Hmm. Strong comments. So what are, is our next card, Katie? We have uh, Vivid Renewal. Ooh. This is green four, sorcery. Return up to three, count them, three, target multicolored cards from your graveyard to your hand. Exile Vivid Renewal. This is, like, pretty restrictive. Well, Sorcery, a lot of mana, three, multicolored, multicolored from your graveyard to your hand. I basically just read the card. I know, but uh, it's And then like, it exiles itself, It's, too, like, all the parts Which are is like strange, because that. it's not multicolored, so it's not like you can... Like loop, loop them, them or something yeah so that's weird to me but whatever yeah i just because even in a multicolored deck you're gonna have a lot of monocolored cards yeah i, I don't think this this card is just not realistically yeah. very playable i'm even like well so what do you think about this unlimited because i'm not i don't like, like it it's yeah you, you have to, i just don't see it you're you're paying five mana like, to do nothing and I don't, and maybe not really like do five mana draw freeze fine but like it, could it just, just be... feels like the deck building constraints around this are so high yeah like you need to have a be in a slow matchup you have a slower deck you need to have a ton of gold cards like then you need to be able to fill your graveyard like there's way too much that needs to go right for this card to be good i i don't think the card is very good cool next we have a cycle of what are these things called lockets i know so, but what's it oh manor manor rocks That's yeah yeah uh, they, they are lockets in this case, yeah. yes. Um, so each one is three mana. Uh, there's one for each of the five guilds yep. in this set. Yep. So uh, I'll just I'll just read one and you, Do it. you can extrapolate do it, what the rest would be. Can we? Okay, we'll guess. We'll guess. Okay. I'll try to guess what they do after the, after right. you read the first one. Nice, nice. Which one do you want to read? Boros, Demir, Golgari, Celestian, or is Boros. it? Boros. 
Oh, you're a Boros girl, huh? No, it's just the one that, that I was looking at. So I'm oh, going to read Katie, Boros. It's so boring. <laughs> Such a boring way to pick. Boring Boros. <laughs> I mean. Um, that could be a card because it shares the first three letters. Uh, boring and Boros. Yeah, and boring is like a giant drill. And then Boros <laughs> is like a fist. Oh, different kind of boring. Yeah, two, two. Exactly. Anyways, um, so yes, it is a three-mana artifact. It has tap, add red or white. Mm-hmm. And, and it has the ability hybrid, red, white, hybrid, white, right, hybrid, red, right. Hybrid, red, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Can a, I try? Can I that's try? That's a tongue twister. Hybrid, red, white, hybrid, red, white, hybrid, red, white, hybrid, red, white. Hybrid, red, right. <laughs> Four hybrid, red, right. <laughs> that's right. Four hybrid, red, right. <laughs> you guys got the idea. And then you have to tap it. Uh-huh. You have to tap it, folks. Then you sack it, uh-huh. and you and what draw happens? two cards. Oh, you draw two cards. Yes. So when you no longer need mana because you have so much mana, and you do need gas because you're a red-white deck and you've played out all the cards in your hand, mm. you just sacrifice this, get some some cards. I also just want to throw out there, these don't come in tapped. True, true, which true. Which a lot of mana rocks these days do. Mm. I like these. Um, I don't know. How, like, we'll, I, not all of these are going to be played a lot in standard, necessarily. These are great in limited. Toadsman goats. Great. They fix your mana. Sure, sure. They do. draw you cards. Yes. They ramp you. Yep. What, what? I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Early game, they're, they're, they're ramping you and they're giving you colors. Late game, when they're useless and all your cards are useless, yeah. draw some cards. That is exactly what I just yeah. said. Yeah. I know, but I was, I was just, I was framing it in the early game, late game, <laughs> which I thought was helpful. Oh yeah, super helpful for our listeners. Well, no, because you know you should think about you know if you're thinking about a card, right? You either want it to be quadrant theory, exactly. Moving on. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think these will some of these will definitely show up in standard. Like they're really pretty pretty good. Sweet, Um, and they always see a little bit of play. These things. Goblin banneret. He's holding a banner. (laughs) Uh, I love the flavor text. The Boros banner stands tall. Even if it's bare, doesn't. Oh. Oh. All right. So this is just just a single red red pip for a one one goblin soldier. Uh, has mentor, and you might be like, why does a one one have mentor? But it also has red. So one. it can power up ornithopter. Duh. <laughs> that's obviously that's obviously. my bad. Um, no, it has red one goblin baron bannon. Gets plus Words, two. Words, huh? Tonight. Man. <laughs> they're tough. They're tough. Gets plus two plus O oh, till end of turn. So you can pump it instant speed and mentor anything that your heart desires. Yeah. That uh, has less than... This card's really it's quite strong uh, in limited when you get to go like, play this and you have it alongside some other guys with the mentor and then you can mentor the mentors and then those things get bigger so then their mentor becomes better and they can mentor other creatures. Like it's kind of a nice cascaded mentor. This does die to literally everything, but mm. also because of the pump ability, it's often going to trade up. Um, so I'm a fan of this card. Uh, it's possible this card could see some standard play um, in like a red deck, but specifically if there's a goblins deck, then this guy definitely sees standard play. Yeah. Um, probably as a four of in the goblins deck, I would imagine. So really cool, really cool card. I think it's a really good design um, because it it's just like, this card just synergizes with its own mechanic uh, and with, with other creatures with its mechanic, which is what you really are looking for, right? You want to encourage people to... Play the cards with themselves. 
Well, you want to encourage people to play like the mechanics that you're designing for the yeah. guild, right? You want a Boros deck to like have a certain strategy, and I think they did a really good job, and it made it so that mentor has a little more play to it, and can can lead to some interesting decisions. I think so. Cool. Next, we have Guild Mages Forum. This is a land. You can tap it for a colorless, or you can pay one and tap it to add one man of any color. If that mana is spent on a multicolored creature spell, that creature enters the battlefield with an additional plus and plus one counter on it. All right. Things to note. Does not enter tapped. Other things to note. It is a filter land. It does not net you mana. It's a glorified filter land. Um, With a tiny, tiny bit of upside. Smidgeroo. Smidge. Smidgeroo. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Ruins of Orin Reef saw like zero play when it was in standard. Which yeah, and the, I totally remember that. I know. Uh, I guess Ruins came in tapped, but it had it was like you could pay one and tap it to put a plus plus one counter on a colorless creature that entered the battlefield. Um, so even when like Oh, I remember. Yeah, so that. even though there were like Thopters were seeing play in the blue Thopters deck, and then Eldrazi were seeing a little bit of play, no one really played that card. Yeah, because um, it just doesn't really Yeah, it's just too slow. Like you want to do stuff on curve and spandard and spandard, yes. And standard <sighs> you want to do stuff on curve and it's just hard to do with these kinds of cards and drawing more than one is just terrible and like yeah, yeah I, i'd be probably pretty disappointed would you play it in limited uh, i might play in limited if i'm heavy into multiple colors but there's so much good fixing in this set i there doubt is. i need this like yeah. i think it's fine and limited but better if you have more colors the puzzle was from kind of thing just i don't know I don't know. Sort of I guess too, simple. like if you're slower versus more aggressive, like you don't want an aggro deck, but like slow deck, maybe. I don't know. Cool. Next we have Molder Hulk. <laughs> Green, black, seven. Nine mana. Oh man, this better be good. Fungus zombie. What oh, it's, a combination. It's good. It's, this is getting good. Fungus zombie. Six six. And you're like, why am I paying nine mana for a six six? I have a question. Yes. Is a fungus zombie like? someone necromanced the fungus or is it like someone made a zombie and then it got a, like a fungus infection yeah no i i think they necromanced the fungus i don't think it was ever anything other than like a living plant yeah that kind of is what the art looks like it's like pretty so sweet it, it's it fungus with claws. claws i don't know how fungus like what fungus has claws it's like uh hardened fungus interesting that happens to be into a claw shape. Okay. Well, this is some weird, weird magic that Golgari are into but here. The, you know, this has sweet synergy with, you know, Slimefoot and stuff because slime fungus. I love Slimefoot. Yes. He's so good and limited. Yes. How do you beat him? You don't. Okay. What does the card do? Yes. Okay. Fungus Zombie. Um, you're wondering why you're paying nine mana for a 6-6, six, six, but perhaps you're not. It has Ooh. undergrowth. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your graveyard. When it enters the battlefield, target land from your graveyard. You return target land from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's not a May. And 6-6, six, six, huh? It's a 6-6, six, six, yeah. Card's I've broken. said that like three times. I, I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> but not because of you, just because I'm sleepy. Uh, six, six, uh, wow. Wow. Wait, uh, what, what's its power and toughness? 6-6. Six, six. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm glad I could point yeah, that out yeah. for our listeners. So, um, uh, so let's see. If you want it to be a 6-mana six 6-6, six, six, you have to have three creatures in your graveyard uh, by turn 6. You know what it synergizes with? Cards that put things in your graveyard? It synergizes with uh, Guild Summit if you bring back a Guild Gate. <laughs> then you get to draw a card. Wow. <laughs> 
week. Um, this card, I, I don't think it's great. I mean, so two comments. One, uh, this card needs a lot of support if you're going to play it early. If you're playing it like later, then it stops being so good. Returning one land is not that much upside. So you're mostly paying for a 6-6 six, six vanilla beater, which is not worth it if you're paying like four mana or five mana yeah because uh, you can pay four mana for a six six hex proof yeah kind of uh and especially if you're doing that four or five like mana on turn six or seven yeah. um and the second note is we've been seeing a ton of payoff for the black green golgari deck of uh graveyard deck what we haven't seen is the enablers. a lot of ways to put things in the yeah. graveyard yeah we have citrus supplier and that's basically the only thing that we have yeah. we need a card like grizzly salvage um that card was great when it was in the standard yeah. um we need something that's gonna put like four plus cards into the graveyard at a time while also generating value so surveil right now is that a demir mechanic it's a demir mechanic okay so we will see it on some black cards, but like yeah but like but it's yeah. too small yeah and there's like what one surveil four that's like a four six mana four right. three like no you need a because uh, you need to get this deck rolling early right like you want to use your early turns to set up and then your late turns to pay off mm -hmm. so you need to have a two like one to two mana spell you want like a um what's it called vessel of nascency right you want a grizzly salvage you want uh, all those, oh, I remember those vessel of yeah i mean delirium is the same great. thing right like you want these cards that fill up your graveyard at a really cheap cost so if we don't get those, then all of these cool cards will not be able to be played. Makes sense. So hopefully we get it. Next up is Maximize Altitude. I definitely thought that said Maximize Attitude. Uh, and I thought that was a great name for our cards. Attitude. Um, yes, Altitude. Uh, this is a single pip of blue. Ooh, Sorcery. Just a pip. Just, just a single pip. A pip. One pip, please. <laughs> Uh, target creature gets plus one, one, plus one, and gains flying until end of turn. So it does. It's a sorcery. And it has a jump start, so uh, you can give another creature flying. Yeah, but it's and plus a sorcery. One plus one until end of turn. I don't. But it's only blue. I don't like this card very much. Wouldn't even play it in limited. Probably not. You get through twice. Yeah, I think it depends on my deck. Big chunky. Flyers. I can see myself playing it. I don't pick this very highly. That's for sure. Do you pick it if you have, like, big creatures that you want to throw in the air for a turn? Yeah. Like, I, I think it's fine in blue-green. I mean, the risk is oh, it's always that you get just get blown out. Like, they kill it. And, like, Jumpstart doesn't really mitigate that because you're still discarding a card. Like, sure, maybe the late game's a bad card. But, like, I don't know. I, at least it's one mana. If it was any more than one mana, I uh, That's rough. I don't know. Well, I should ask him in. It would tell us if it was good. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not super high. I don't think you pick very highly. I think there are situations where you do play it, like you said. You have the big creatures, or like you, you don't have a lot of evasion or ways to get through. Um, but the fact that it's like it's not an aura and it's not an instant just it takes a lot away from the card. Yeah. Next is Govern the Storm. This is red for instant. Govern the Storm deals five damage to target creature. In limited, the card is fantastic, and uh, you're not going to see it played anywhere else. Yep. That's pretty much it. It's basically... Kill a creature for five mana, instant yeah. speed in limited, Kill which is almost strong. any creature in yep. limited. Very, very strong indeed. But you know what, Katie? It's no lava axe, that's for sure. Because uh, it doesn't hit the face. 
And let's be real, if it doesn't hit the face, is it really that good? You shouldn't hit people in the face, Ryan. It's very rude. With axes made of fire or lava. Yeah, all of those things. It's weird because, like... Bad for faces. Yeah, it just doesn't... It's not good. Uh, so the next card we have here is Arc Light Phoenix. This is red 3 for a 3-2 Phoenix with both flying and haste, which is not uncommon among the Phoenix genus. Uh, <laughs> at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you cast three more instants and or sorceries this turn, you may return Arc Light Phoenix to the battlefield. And it has to be on your turn. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And it has to be... You have to do it main phase one because yeah. it only checks at the beginning of combat. So I'll be honest, my first th- look at this said this card's trash. It's expensive. It's weak. I just don't see the appeal. But then I pondered it. Blue. Pondered it a little bit more. And, and then, then I... You still thought it was trash. No, I saw... You know, I was like walking outside and I saw a vegetable garden with some vines. It has like... Venge vine, venge, venge vine is a card that's like this one, you know. But a lot, but better. a lot better. So like, here's the thing: is venge vine. So the the only way that you play this card is if you can cheat this in really early, like on turn one or two, uh, and like in standard, it seems super unlikely. So in modern, you know, can you do that? Mm. And it seems like you can. Um, but then the question becomes: Should you do that? No. Right. So no, you should not, what, Katie. You know what? You know what? You because you know how what? are you cheating it in? You need a whole You're bunch not, of spells. You do need spells. It says you need three spells I, on yes. it. Yes, of course you need spells. But as you mentioned when we were discussing this earlier, there are no zero mana spells, so you need to pay. Well, no, for we all were discussing. As far as the people know, we have not discussed any of these cards prior to this podcast because otherwise they're left out of our conversation. They don't... They're so sad. They're like, oh no, they talked earlier without us. I'm, I'm bringing them into the fold. Okay. So listen. Yes. Venge boy. Okay. Venge, the viney... The viney venge boy. So what that card is good is does is that... <laughs> yes. Uh, you what can cheat it out really do? quickly. Particularly because you have Hangerback Walker and Walking Ballista. So you are basically discarding a card to cheat out Vengeline early. However, it's not really discarding because you have the upside of oftentimes you get to get zombies off Bridge from Below. So that's great too. Uh, Additionally, the rest of the deck that Vengevine is in wants to play creatures. Right, you have Goblin Bushwhacker. Like you, you, you run spells, of course. You gotta fill your graveyard, but like you run a lot of creatures in the deck. So Arclight Phoenix. Um, if you want to cast three or more instant sorceries in a turn, you're probably gonna need rituals. So now we're in a deck that you're running like uh, I, I don't know what they're called, but you run the rituals. Desperate like pyretic ritual. ritual. Pyretic. Thank you. We got both of them. You run <laughs> pyretic ritual and desperate ritual, right? Now basically, uh, you're you're like probably losing card advantage here i'm gonna play it and then you go down a card in exchange for mana that's fine the other deck showed it was willing to do that right hanger back goes down card however is there a payoff where like you there's no bridge from below for instance that i'm aware of well maybe there who knows but that i'm aware of i feel like storm would play it if there were Mm. so then it's like well i'm casting a bunch of spells what are the spells that i'm casting and I'm doing it all to bring back Arclight Phoenix. What else am I doing? How am I killing them? Because in 
Venge Vine, you can bring back Vine, you get Bushwhacker, you make zombies, you can bring back uh, Bloodgast. Like, there's so much play to that. Like, so many threats. This, I don't know what you play with. And to be fair, I've put approximately zero thought into it, mm. but it, it just seems a lot harder to make this card good in a shell and modern than Vengevine, which, you know, consistently kind of becomes popular, sees play, and then goes away again. There you go. It's my hot take on uh, Archelady Phoenixy. Cool. Speaking of hot takes, our next card is Inescapable Flame. Ah, hot. Flames are hot. That's correct. Yes. You win... I think we should give out gold stars in this podcast. Oh, I'd have I'd have so many. You gold get stars. like at least one today. At least that's one. your first gold star. Yeah. Since we started the system. Okay, totally. so an in inescapable flame is a uh, red red four. Instant. This spell cannot be countered. Mm. Inescapable flame deals six damage to any any target. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then there's a lot of flavor text. Yeah, limited cards. Great. Would play. Standard, I have a hard time seeing this getting played when you have Bane, Banefire in the format. Um, this is too expensive. Well, I mean, it's actually a better rate than Banefire, right? Okay, why By do one. you want... Wait, what's Banefire do? Banefire is red X. Uh, can't be countered. Damage can't be prevented. Deal X damage to any target. Mm, right? But so it, it is more flexible. That's what I'm saying. It's like This yeah. is a, a better rate if you cast it at exactly <laughs> six mana. Like Other than that, like... And it's an instant, right? But mm. when you have this spell can't be counter text on a card, then instant speed becomes a lot less important um, because it can't be countered anyway. You can cast whenever you want. And you're, if you're casting it, you're probably killing them or you're killing, like, I don't know. It's just, it, so I think the flexibility on Banefire is so enormous, right, that you're totally playing Banefire over an Escapable Flame. But limited, definitely, card's pretty strong. Yep. Pretty strong. And you'll see it. It's uh, uncommon. It's pretty hard to miss. Uh, a lot of fire on the front of that card there. Pretty bright. Yeah. yeah. Pretty bright. Ooh, that'll look maybe overwhelming in foil, but could yeah. be cool. Could be. Next card, Midnight Reaper. Ooh. Kind of like uh, Grim Reaper, but you know he has a scythe. He's you don't a know horse. if the Grim Reaper Reaper could work during the, the day Reaper, too. He could. He actually definitely does. He kills people. Yeah. So then, not no at all. one welcomes his visit. Yet all must grant him tribute. Yeah. Okay. So this is black two for a three two zombie knight. Zombie knight. Zombie, zombie tribal. Zombie night tri- tribal. Night zombie tribal. Night tribal. Zombie night tribal. What? Whenever a non token creature you control dies, midnight reaper deals one damage to you and you draw a card. So Katie, hmm. let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Do you remember a card called Grim Harrowspecs? I do not, but I hope you will tell me about it. Well, let me show you. This is Grim Harrowspecs card. Was uh, three mana. Oh, the art on it is gross. For a 3-2. And it did basically the same thing, but you could morph it for a block. And let me tell you, this card saw zero play. Very close to zero play. Uh, Obviously, every format is different. Um, And in this format, where you really want stuff to die uh, for graveyard synergies and whatnot, maybe this sees a little bit more play. Uh, it's a little, could be a little risky with the damage if you want to go like all in on the sack thing, right? So if we think back to like Nantuko Husk, Zulport Cutthroat, that's what I was just and thinking. you just like sack my whole board, this kills you. So that's a little awkward. Like you need a way to offset that. 
Um, so then it's like, okay, well maybe I'm just using it for incidental value then, but then if you're doing that, like, are you really getting lots of value off the sacking engine part of it? I don't know, I think it's an awkward card and it's a little bit hard to control unless you're in a sack deck, but then it kind of gets worse if you want to be sacking like all the time, unless you have a way to offset it. If there's a way to offset it, cool, good for you. You, you did it. Cool. Yeah. The body's not great either. No. It dies. It dies to lots shock. of things. Shock. Yeah, it dies to shock. And it dies to the uh, blue-red counterspell, mm-hmm. which... No, that's not true, because that's only to the face. Oh, yeah. yeah you're, it does get countered by it, though. It, but that's not so Everything bad, gets countered by it. Not everything. Not Carnage Tyrant. Ugh. Not that flame card we just looked at. Yeah, I don't remember the name already. I don't remember the name either. Fiery Flame. Fiery Flame, sure. Next card is Passwall Adept. This is such a subtle name. He passes the wall. He's an adept, yes. Adeptly goes past. Yes, this is blue one for a 1-3 human wizard. And guess what he does? Blue two target creature can't be blocked this turn. Wow. Love it. Would play in limited. Yeah, in limited, like these cards are great. Don't forget, like gonna be a huge pain in your butt yeah i think that new players often underestimate this ability underestimate unblockable yeah really it's it, so i'm a new player hypothetically yeah i get past this card i see a two mana one three that then wants me to pay more mana to make something not but like i don't care it's just no bad. way i see the ability for my giant six six that i took because it was so cool and giant to get through every single turn well but, like, that's not even why. It's because it just makes your best threat always unblockable, right? Yeah. And then your phone's forced to spend a removal spell on it. And it's going to, like, trade down on removal and mana. Yeah. I was trying to embody a new player who's excited about their big, chunky threat. Oh, I just don't think but new also players get excited that... by this card. Um, I th- uh, Yeah. I, but, like, obviously it's great. If you top deck in the late game when you have lots of mana, it's fantastic. If you top deck it early... It's a two mana, one three, whatever. Your opponent has to then worry about it and yep. like probably eventually kill it. And it, it can it. block some stuff. It can block some stuff. Yeah, it's it's a really strong card. Um, this ability is fantastic. And it's common. It Picks is common. Them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. And it's a wizard. <gasps> wizard tribal. Wizard tribal. Wizard Harry. Uh, what's next? Braska? Hey, you're in charge. Right. You pick the card you want and we'll talk I, about it. I say Braska, but you have to read her. Braska. Golgari Queen. What she's always wanted. Yes. Black Green 2. Four mana. Um, this to- yeah, that's Thank four you. mana. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> four loyalty <laughs> for a legendary planeswalker, Vraska. Plus two. You may sacrifice another permanent. If you do, you gain a life and draw a card. Minus Ooh, sorry. three. Destroy her only a permanent with converted mana cost three or less. Minus nine, you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. So, things I like. Yeah. One, uh, in terms of the design, her emblem, her like ultimate does this, they have continued to find new ways of mechanically saying, doing the exact same thing for her emblem. So, props on that. Yeah, uh, but it's splashy. You're like, oh, every yeah. creature is... Second, this is a. I was we were complaining, or I was complaining the other day about how all their planeswalkers are just now plus draw a card, minus kill a thing, ultimate win the game. This card at least does something a little bit more interesting because it's narrow, right? Where if you want uh, Frasca to be good, you have to play her in a deck where you want to be sacking things, and then she becomes a value engine beyond just like the fact that you're drawing a card and gaining a life once in a while. You're going to get a lot more value off that. Great combo with Stitch as a player. 
And furthermore, uh, because it is so narrow, you also get to take her up to six on the turn you play her. That's really good too. That's a, that's a lot of loyalty, that's a good reward. So then what you're able to do is you can take her up once and you get to take her down twice and kill two things if you want. So I think she's strong. She's not like like a Vraska Relic Seeker we saw where like, dang, like she's really powerful. This is weaker. It's also four mana though. And this is like a really reasonable four mana play. We'll, we'll have to see like how the format looks because you're not playing her unless you're in a deck that wants to sack things. Otherwise she's nigh unplayable, mm. right? Uh, but it also makes me think if they're printing this card, which is like the face, one of the faces of the set, you probably want to probably things. can play a sacrifice deck. Like, yeah, it'd be well, pretty disappointing if you couldn't. Yeah, because I was just rereading her her tick up the plus two, and thinking about the black card that we were just talking about. That when you sacrifice something, you draw a card and lose a life. Mm-hmm. They they offset each other. You get to draw you, two cards. You net zero on life. Yeah. And you draw two cards. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need a little more than that, I think, but like it's a yeah, that is that is a yeah, some but synergy. But but you're right, it does seem to seem to indicate that maybe yep. we are we're developing this sacrifice deck. I would love in I would love to that. I think those decks are fun. Next we have Swarm Guild Mage. So we originally had like Golgari Guild Mage, and then after that we had like uh I don't remember what the Golgari's stronghold is called, but like Nivix Guild Mage for the Is It, and then now all the guilds you know have these names. Are like they're not just the Golgari, they have the Golgari Swarm, or the Simic Combine, or the Orzhov Syndicate, and or Demir House, and uh, they've taken that second part and put that with the Guild Mage. So Swarm Guild Mage uh, is black green, two two Elf Shaman, black four tap creatures you control get plus one plus O and gain menace until end of turn. Green one tap, you gain two life. Oh, this seems just lovely and limited. Giving everything menace and a the little The guild pump. mages are consistently very powerful and limited, and this is no different. Yeah. This card can, like, win you the game with its five mana. Uh, you just activate it every day. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And then for uh, the two mana, the green ability is also really nice like if yeah. you don't have anything to do, that's cheap you if just you don't have life. anything to do yeah yeah absolutely so i like it uh the guild mages are great i i really enjoy them they've become kind of a staple of ravnica blocks i always enjoy seeing how they design them and uh which abilities they give and like this time we're doing tapping and it's i like it i like it a lot uh so that's the swarm guild mage that's great next we have the house guild mage which is for demir this is uh blue black for a 2-2 human wizard i do hope this time they keep all the guild mages at at two mana. Mm. Um, I don't remember. I, I feel like they, they did it for definitely for the first set. For the second round of the block, I feel like they changed that. And they I gave, like, I think Celestia had a really expensive one or something. But anyways, uh, this is a 2-2 human wizard. You can pay blue one and tap uh, to make target creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Or black two, tap, surveil two. Again, limited, fantastic. Totally. This is like repeatable... You can, like, just lock down a creature. And, like, sure, it doesn't tap the creature, but that's not really that big of a downside. Like, stuff stuff's going to tap. And the Surveil 2 is incredible. And in the late game, you dig through so much of your deck. You're seeing, like, so many cards off of this, and you're filling your graveyard if that's something you want to do. So, Guild Mages, great. Go Guild Mages. You guys are awesome. Totally great. Yeah. I was just thinking more about the first ability, because... 
there there is sometimes this problem with cards that say something doesn't untap mm. and people assume that it also does the tapping that will happen people yes. will try to tap stuff with it Guild will Mage. definitely definitely happen yeah. um that'll but... probably be in my list of things for the pre-release article that i'll probably yeah. be running next week nice nice uh i did like you were like but stuff is gonna tap and i was i was just gonna say like tapper's gonna tap tapper's gonna tap that's right <laughs> tapper's gonna tap uh yes all right so next we have some random person in golgari called the golgari find broker yeah i don't know what they're brokering or what they're finding but well if you read the flavor text you would know we oh. gather the past from surface dwellers and sell it right back to them oh, all right so it looks like they find stuff and sell it which you probably could have guessed from the name find broker they broker their finds hmm yeah. all right well it is a uh, green green black black uh, for a 3-4 elf, sh- elf, elf shaman. And uh, when the find broker enters the battlefield, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. It's pretty good. Uh, four mana, 3-4. Pretty solid rate. It's pretty good value. Yeah. It's like a, what? what's it called? Eternal Witness? But like, a little worse. Oh, any, oh, target permanent. Yeah. Okay. But it could be a land, yeah. a planeswalker friend. A creature. A creature let's just name all the permanent types what are the other two artifact yeah and enchantment. there you go hold on yes um so yeah you get to it's like it's a way more restrictive cost than the card i just named that i no longer remember eternal witness uh it so much more restrictive restrictive cost it costs one more mana double, but double. the body is real instead of being a terrible two one so that's cool <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm like I don't think it's good enough for standard. Um, there's a chance, yeah. especially if there's like a way to blink it. Uh, but oh, for limited, I would totally play this card. This card is really strong in limited. I think four mana oh, for three yeah. four is great rate, and the ability means that like it's fine early and it's really good in the late game. So I'm a fan. Cool. I'm a fan. Next, we have a card that has already been eroded. Huzzah! Yay! Hostage Shaker 2.0. So we have Invert and Invent. So Invert is hybrid blue-red, instant. Switch the power and toughness of each of up to two target creatures. And Invent, which is blue-red four, instant. Search your library for an instant card and or a sorcery card. Reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. So... First, the errata invert has now uh, will be errata to be switch the power and toughness of each of up to two target creatures until end of turn, because permanent is a hard thing to track. Uh, invert also, I think, is going to confuse people. People are going to think you are like exchanging the power and toughness of two creatures. Yeah. Wait. So. So I have a one five and a two two, and I I activate invert on those two creatures. The two two becomes a two two, and the one five becomes a five one. Oh, I definitely works. read it wrong the first time. Yeah. It's not swapping across creatures. It's nope. within the creature you're swapping the power for the toughness. Right. But what I can say is invert will be like will probably just blow people out. Oh, because it's an instant. It's an instant. Okay, so like this it, is nifty. Yeah, especially oh, when you, you have like the Boros. You can swap theirs. You have like the Boros guys, which all have high power oh. low toughness. Um Oof, you pain. can like use it to mess up combat. Uh, a lot of things you can do. Invent I don't think i will ever cast six in mana to and i grab. don't think i will ever cast in standard it's so. a six mana draw to uh-huh <laughs> tell me more about um, why that's good 
because... You know what else is a draw to is sorcery speed is divination. <laughs> and this is six mana for an instant. So yeah, but I guess this is guaranteed to, to hit draw an instant you. and a sorcery. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's not, not very good. I don't think it's worth it. I was trying. Yeah. Oh, lava coil. Okay, the art for this is, as you would expect, lava coiling around a person. But I just think this is going to look baller in in foil. Like, I can just, I can imagine it. It's going to be awesome. All right, mm-hmm. anyways. Uh, red one, sorcery. Lava coil deals four damage to target creature. If that creature would die, exile it. Oh, I this love turn. exile. Instead. Only this turn. Yeah. Uh, and I like the flavor text. Commander, we caught the Demir spy and took her ashes into custody. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cards, uh, this card is, is a nice card to have in standard. It's nice to have an exile effect. Yeah. And this was like a, you know, four is a little awkward because you want, it feels like you either want something like roast where it's like two mana sorcery for five or like spray, which is one mana for two and then exile. So it's, it's a little in between, but like four mana and I'm uh, sorry, four damage and exile. I think it is fine. And, and if the, the format one. becomes about exiling stuff, then you are set. Yeah, you're definitely going to want this if that is the case, yeah. which it may be with these graveyard decks emerging. We don't know what they mm-hmm. look like mm-hmm. yet. Um, good cut, news is... Cut saw play, right? Cut was yeah. the same thing. Cut was except four. Obviously, ribbons is like nuts. Right. But uh, this is... Different. You know, like the front side of cut is not terrible. And the same can be said of all the coil. It does the same thing, but it exiles as well. And that is relevant. Yeah. And the good news is we don't have Scarab God anymore because Scarab God would not have been killed by this. That's right. That's right. Scarab God will move on to his eternal home in... In modern, no eternal formats. Yeah. Gabe Nassif sometimes plays uh, plays a Scarab God in his blue black decks. That's cute. <laughs> Scarab, the Scarabian gentleman, will be missed. Next up is uh, Never Happened. It's black two, sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from that player's graveyard or hand and exile it. Yeah. I, this is so close to what I wish you... I, I, the card that... I've always wanted them to design is target opponent reveals their hand in the top card of their library. You may yeah. exile one of those cards. Huh. Or you put one of that card into yeah. the graveyard because I just think that's a cool design and like slightly mitigates uh, one of Black's weaknesses. But also, like I don't know that Black actually has the ability to look at the top card of the library and do it. It feels more blue. Yeah. Um, so maybe you make it a blue-black card yeah. instead. Uh, That'd be interesting to have in modern when people are like scrying things to the top a lot, and then you're exactly. like, exactly, oh. and yeah, at least you get to see it too, even if you don't want to take yeah. it. Um, and just gives makes more decision. Yeah. Regardless, never happened. Uh, <laughs> this is like bad Doomfall. Yeah. Graveyard decks are gonna have you. You're gonna have to really want to hit something that great. Like this would have been. If it were an instant, it would have been good against Scarab God. Mm. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I am just skeptical. It feels like a graveyard deck that has the ability to fill its graveyard really well. Doesn't Exiling one thing, exile who one cares? Thing. Like, yeah. they're probably going to have multiples. Unless it's a like weird reanimator toolbox deck where it only runs like one copy of Hornet Queen or something. And then you get to hit that. But I, I'm just, I don't think this is very good. I think you have a lot better options to do like either one of these jobs. Pick one. Um, yeah. We are seeing more exile. As we know, it's going to be relevant. Uh, next up, Golgari Raiders. This is our 
final card. Well, you gotta card. refresh. You always gotta refresh before we call it a... See, there's, oh, new. there's more. JK there's more. Spoilers. Okay. So hype. Okay. Okay. What's Golgari Raiders? Golgari Raiders is green three for a zero zero elf warrior. That's it. Oh, right. And it has haste and undergrowth. When it enters... Uh, uh, sorry. It enters the battlefield with a 1-1 one, one counter for each creature in your graveyard. So it could be four mana for a zero zero. Yeah, this or is. Or it could be four mana for. I think this card is in a weird spot a because my impression reading the rest of the cards in the set is that undergrowth, like black green, wants to be a grindy deck, and I don't think a grindy deck wants a hasty like beater. Um, yeah, haste is kind of weird to have here. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 like with under I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure it's gonna have a home. Um because in a deck that you'd want this, like in mono this would be I'd play this in mono green if it was like a you know, hasty boy. But it's just that I don't think that in a deck that would be good in, you're not gonna have the graveyard, creatures in the graveyard, and in the deck that does the creatures in the graveyard, I don't really think that you want this card. So eh. Not not too high on it. We could we'll we'll see. We'll see. But not not super high on this one. Next, we have Integrity and Intervention. Integrity is red-white, instant. Sorry, hybrid red-white, instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And Intervention is white-red two, instant. Intervention deals three damage to any target, and you gain three life. So it is War Leader's Helix and a plus two, plus two... Oh, it's not War Leaders. That was four mana, uh, four damage. So it's Lightning Helix for four mana, or it is uh, this combat trick. In Limited, this card seems really, really good. And in Standard, I don't imagine I will play this card. Yeah, I agree. Three damage, three life. Yeah, plus it's two, like the flexibility two. doesn't make up for it, I don't think. Yeah. I really like reading, I was like, plus two, plus two until end of turn. Anything else? Like some nah. first strike or something? Yeah, not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Oh, well. Okay. Ne oh, why do we have these cards? Okay, oh next we have... Oh my gosh, this is going to be a nightmare. We have night They're throwing Hexproof on everything in this set. Don't like it. What is we have Night Vale Night vale Predator. This is blue, blue, black, black <sighs> for a 3-3 three, three vampire. Flying, death touch, Hexproof. This is going to be... So this is the latest the iteration worst. of uh, Vampire Night Spectre. What's it called? Vampire Nighthawk, right? The iteration of black, of, of uh, these cards that have flying and then like death touch, lifelink, and you swap abilities, you swap keywords, keywords around. I think it's good that this card doesn't do anything else because it might be that like a four mana three, three, is not quite good enough of a body to merit playing it. Um, I hope so. But this is going to be a nightmare in limited. This feels pretty decent. It even feels decent in like if you're playing like a Sultai deck. But I think the problem is just that like Sultai seems like it's going to be base black green, so I don't think you're going to be able to play blue blue black black. Yeah. For this, so like I, I don't love the design of this card. But I don't think it's going to be a problem because I don't know who wants it, right? Like, yeah. if you're looking for a hexproof thing against, like, control, you play Carnage Tyrant. Right. 
like I guess like if you're in blue black but if you're in blue black you have better things to do I think than tap out for a four mana three three the death touch is irrelevant so you're doing three three hexproof flying it just feels weird feels weird it feels like you might want it in that grindy deck because like it can kill anything it like fruit kind of stalls up the board where they can't really attack but you can get through if you want to they can't uh trophy it but also like i just don't know that you're going to be able to cast it and i don't think it's going to be better than other things you could be doing it feels like you want to accrue value and this card doesn't accrue any value do we still have the phoenix what phoenix four three yeah we do this does block phoenix for oh no it doesn't it's i like mean three three yeah it trades for phoenix comes back yeah that's the whole point it trades with the front end <laughs> sure okay and then you need a fatal push you fatal push rotate oh whoops oops i guess you could uh cut the new cut phoenix right if we end up seeing a lot of rekindling phoenix that new the card we just talked about um, yeah the lava coil. coil right lava coil exiles phoenix which is cool you can still like then you know lightning strike your own phoenix or whatever but it's an option it's an option okay all right I, this yeah. card looks goofy we have erratic cyclops red three for a zero eight cyclops shaman those zero are not stats eight. you see often trample whenever you cast an a zero eight with trample yeah you got to be able to trample over for those those extra points you know yeah uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Erratic Cyclops gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Only until end of turn? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Just keep in mind, they stack as well. So you'll have a Cyclops, you cast a couple spells, gets the pump multiple times. For one turn. Yeah. Do you need more than one turn, Katie? Yes. Why? Because they're not dead yet. Oh, that's too bad. And then I have a zero eight, and it's like never going to attack again because I've spent all three of the instants yeah. that I had that were playable. I think this card is fun. It seems more like a commandery-ish card, just because it's kind of weird and it it's not a like it requires a lot of support. It doesn't do anything when it comes down. It's not a great rate. Uh, it's a great block. There's a lot that needs to go right for this card to like be playable. Uh, so you I can don't put think... an equipment on it. Uh huh. <laughs> or you could put an equipment on a good card mm. and then make it better. Mm. <laughs> Instead of being, putting on a bad card and making it less bad. Mm. It is cool, though. Oh, it's cool. Don't I, I think the design yeah. is really sweet. Like, I like the Is It Guild because it gives a design an opportunity to design some, like, pretty wacky cards. Um, yeah, cards. I don't think card is, like, competitive. It won't probably won't see center play, but it's strong. Maybe you could develop, design some kind of flingy deck where you go like spell 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 thud and cast oh, thud sack the cyclops would thud trigger it too before you no because you have to sack it as part cost, of the cost yeah. so it would not see it before you sacked it got it yeah so i think that's it yeah i think that's it for tonight so guys thanks to everyone for uh for tuning in tuning in hanging out hanging out listening to some trying to interpret the words that we say that's right that's right um and a lot of cool cards tonight uh spoiler season actually for those of you who don't know they're cutting it a little shorter this year uh th with this block uh where the full we're getting the full spoiler next wednesday so we only have a couple oh, more episodes yeah not all the way till friday not all the way till friday oh. i forget they're doing it because of a thing such a short stuff. season yeah it's one of the best seasons but we'll be back tomorrow with the latest and greatest in spoilers and we'll actually have a guest <gasps> on surprise guest so get hyped for that and make sure you tune in
Hype. Thanks again to our sponsors, New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge, and to Flipside Gaming, who you can find at flipsidegaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is... Spoiler Spoiler Season. Season.